Hi and welcome to another episode of Up Next. This is your host Ali Murtala, and today I'm joined by none other than Dali Abdurrahman, the founder and captain of Leone FC. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So hi Dali and welcome on Up Next. Hi Ali, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. Honestly, I've been following you guys for such a long time now, and the stuff that you guys do is absolutely incredible. So I can't wait to know all about it. So without uh, enough talking from my side, I want to leave the floor to you to tell us more about yourself and Leon FC. Thank you. Um, yeah, oh my God, it's been like a crazy story, and I literally said it so many times. Um, but uh, where do I start? Yeah, so um, literally the football scene, I think, in Dubai was like, very i would say like dullish at that time it was um pre like before 2017 um and i think there was only one league in jabal in jabal ali it was really far especially when i joined the university um so when we joined kind of it was me and a few other girls um we were kind of really eager to play football now that we couldn't really commute to jabal ali because it's too far um so we were really kind of asking the university, you know, to to start a girls football team. And um, and then it just started transforming. Like we had like, I, I don't I don't remember 10 to 15 girls who petitioned for it. But then it was still not enough because then we would need a, a woman's coach, which they couldn't find. Apparently, I'm not sure what the reason was anyway. So at least we pushed them to kind of get the football ground to just like practice ourselves as the girls without any coach and just play among each other um so we started doing that it wasn't me alone it was like with two or three other girls we like tried to program the session we played together um so then at the same time it was um one of the coaches that i knew from the Jabal Ali league who contacted me who was trying to put a, a team of girls together at the same time to start competing in the league um, so I told him, listen, like you have so many girls who are eager to play. So hopefully kind of we can get you in as a coach. So we started taking it outside of university and weren't really associated with the university anymore. And that's pretty much how we were born in 2017. Wow, that is absolutely incredible, especially with how it starts. Like, I think sports should are the most inclusive thing in the world and they should be that way you know there's nothing there's no restriction there's nothing stopping you from entering the stadium like this isn't how it should be and i love to see you know you fought for it you stood up for it and you ended up getting it so before we get into kind of the story of the growth of leoni fc and how it became what it is today why don't you tell us more about your story with football and kind of how your passion for it originated <laughs> so um it's it's not like other girls like I know so many girls that are way more passionate than me to be honest um mine started really really late um so it was uh oh god it was maybe in 2009 um it started so it was mainly because of a PE teacher I had in school so I was in a German school and we had this one PE teacher who was obsessed with football. And somehow most of our sessions just ended up being football. And he just kept telling me that I'm actually really good at it. And we kept playing and I fell in love. I fell in love with the sport. I started watching football, um, the World Cup, the leagues, everything. I became obsessed with Spain and then Real Madrid. And then it just 
it just this is just how it started um but yeah it was actually quite late like comparing to other girls um but yeah not really that much of an interesting story but yeah <laughs> <laughs> now you know the only fc that you were saying it just started by a bunch of girls in uni wanting to come together and have their own team and yeah. you know now it is four years later it is something completely different you guys are playing in the top league they can play in as a self-established women's team here in Dubai. You guys played the UAE national team for women and you guys have won several tournaments. You're sponsored by Nike. So how did you guys manage to, you know, grow it from just a group of friends playing by coach to this level? I think we were just really loud. I mean, um, I personally, I'm like, even my social media, like I try to put everything out there. I'm that kind of person. And I think my coach as well, he was just like very proud of the girls and the team so that like, you know, we created the Instagram account. We were really like really selling ourselves just also to get people's attention to show that, you know, you can do it if you put your mind to it, things like this. So I think we were just very vocal with our journey and our achievements that we just started to get attention from like other teams, from Nike, from like multiple places so yeah that's pretty much it i think the reason it's relatable that you're saying with when you just put it on instagram showing how you can do it because this is a lot of people want this right it is yeah. unfortunately not available especially that you're saying the football scene then is not as large now you have way more academies you have a lot of academies with women's team with even mitch team so it's a completely different story but then it was different that you guys were doing what a lot of people were trying to do they were trying to do the same thing as well and now you know you are the captain so as by leading the team by starting all this did you ever see in the back of your head or even imagine this happening in the first place or thinking that it can go as far as it uh, went to be honest like like not really like none of us had an idea we'd go that big i mean like in comparison to other teams but i think we were we were all also so determined to you know compete and improve because if you see our football level at the beginning it was like very very from very very far from what it is today and i think just because we wanted it so badly it uh like we kind of had an idea that maybe we can make it in one way or another so i think um yeah i mean as a captain also like together with the coach we had like a large vision for the team and slowly slowly it started coming to life wow and now you know again you are the captain right and you have done all of these things uh with the team and the team has had so many remarkable achievements but you know what is a personal favorite for you what is like an achievement that you hold closest to your heart out of all of these stuff that you just did oh, i think um hmm. i think getting the attention of nike was one thing um because uh, i feel like so i'll tell you a little story about it but basically we were invited into their offices um because uh, so i work with nike now but at that time i wasn't working for them i had no like n like there was no connection between me and that sponsorship but we were invited to the office as kind of um to give insight on women's football in the region 
for the Women's World Cup that happened a year later. Was it a year later or two years later? Um, so they were interviewing us. It was like the full Nike team. They were asking us questions about like same ones you're asking basically about like struggles, what we need product wise, everything. And then like, you know, you get that moment that like, oh my God, like you really feel like you're you're adding value to the community or you're somehow like special and you're an athlete suddenly. And like, I think that was like a very special moment because after that, you know, they've, they decided, you know, we're going to sign you guys. We're going to be your kit supplier. And that was honestly amazing. I think the girls were, wow, like they couldn't believe it for a while. And uh, I think that, and then also, one other thing is the uh, Ahdaf Ramadan tournament that happened 2019. Yes, 2019 in summer. Um, I think that was a very, very special moment for us because it was the first kind of bigger scale tournament that we won. And again, it just gave us like, you know, confidence that we 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 can do it and we can grow and, you know, we can just become even better in the future. So I think those are like, the top two moments personally <laughs> that is so amazing especially with night i mean being a football team and getting sponsored by night it doesn't get bigger than this right like what are you gonna right. do next <laughs> there's no <laughs> level above this and i love the fact that you brought the fact that you, they were asking you about struggles and all of that because this is actually right where we're headed right now Ooh. and i am really interested because i have usually i would just ask about challenges but i have a couple of questions that uh, kind of switched it up a bit to go with what you guys are doing and the fact that it is a women's only team. So first things first, as the captain and as the founder, what is the biggest challenge that you faced throughout your journey with Leone FC? Um, so I'll, I'll tell you like two, two things, I think. Um, first of all, is like I personally struggled as a captain a lot, a lot because because um, there are like different levels of girls and different nationalities and like different ages, different levels of football. Like there's so many differences. And personally, especially as someone who also is new to football, I was personally struggling, you know, to to have a voice and to lead because, you know, I'm not the expert either. Um, so that was one thing. And I think the other major thing that I'll say it bluntly, we're struggling with right now is just to keep everyone motivated because at the end of the day we're playing for a league and there's kind of no next step you're just stuck after playing at this league at this level and you know unless you want to go international or like maybe try to try out for the national team which is again very hard unless you're a local and so many other things so um i think just keeping everyone motivated is very hard. Even right now with COVID, like we barely have training sessions anymore because it's either, you know, someone's scared of COVID or like they're really just lacking motivation because the league is on hold right now. Um, and it's just like, I mean, it's very obvious when you're playing at the end of the day, it is a women's sport. And it's so sad to say this, but we'll always be like a little bit under rated undervalued i don't know what the word is but under something <laughs> so it just gets really really hard you know to to keep going at this point because there's no next level yeah i think this is the worst part with uh semi-professional football or semi-professional sports in yeah. general because 
you know, the next step for you is to try and go professional, but the odds of that are quite low. Like you see people that are carrying their entire lives just to enter a, a first football team. And they, they, after like 10, 15 years in a club or an academy, they just don't get signed. Like they sign like two out of 500 people. It is stupid statistics. It's such, yeah. it's so sad. But then if you do get signed, then, you know, your life, <laughs> your life is done. That's it. <laughs> and uh, again, with the motivation, I think especially during COVID, like this is where you go back to why you're doing this, right? You're doing this for passion and not just that, but I feel like you guys as being, you know, a woman's only team, especially the first of its kind to self-establish and have such a huge, you know, figure as a team uh, publicly and on social media, like you guys actually do inspire a lot of people in the community and especially a lot of women. So in the same way, not only is it, you know, for your passion, but also to fuel the passion of others and to actually to convince them and show them that they can also do the same thing, right? It's not just exclusive to men. It's not just exclusive to the professionals. Football is inclusive and everyone can enjoy it on every single scale. You're absolutely right, but there's just so much like more details to it. Like I'll give you an example. Like for um obviously when we go train, you know, we have to pay for the pitches and um some of the girls are like it's still in university. Some girls are already mothers. They have their kids and they have to take them, you know, to sleep early. No, really, these are actual struggles because it just makes it harder to, to you know, like keep the passion number one. Because if you're already caught up with so many things and then, oh, I'm paying now for this field. And yes, I'm playing football. But, you know, the league is on hold still for another while. And, you know, there's these are all thoughts that are, you know, in everyone's head and it's really sad, but you're right. Like our aim, it's always been, you know, to motivate others and to keep going and to improve. And we haven't, we haven't actually won the league yet. So this will always be one of our top kind of um, things to go after. Um, but yeah, hopefully when the league is on again, we have another chance. <laughs> I'm sure you guys will definitely get it. And, you know, you were mentioning how being a woman's only football team makes it that you guys will unfortunately always be seen as underrated, right? Or things like that. So what are some of the challenges that you faced, but then and uh, the challenges that you faced just because you're a woman's football team, right? Like things, did it make it harder for you guys to, you know, prove yourself or earn yourself a seat on the table? So at the beginning, yes, but now it's just it's been like women's football has been growing internationally internationally so i think now it's like among other people like it's becoming a little bit of a casual conversation like it's not the wow factor anymore you play football oh no way as a girl it used to be that but now it's like a little bit okay-ish um and i think like the main kind of underrated um like the thing that makes it so underrated, I feel like, is just the amount of support. And I can't pinpoint whether it's from the government or from whatever, because now they've actually started a committee, a women's only committee in the uh, UAE um, Football Association dedicated to women's, women's football. So hopefully there's going to be an even bigger change, which is what is needed, because there just needs to be more support, whether it's, you know, giving you access to football grounds, giving more um more actual football clubs the capabilities or just 
um, giving them kind of the chance to create a women's team because for now it's only Abu Dhabi Country Club and Al Ain. But you know, there's Shabab Al Ahli, there's so many other clubs, Sharjah. They could all potentially have a women's football team that can actually compete in a proper league like men's football. And this is kind of something that is still has to develop in order to, let's say, see women's football as being or going closer to being on the same level as men's football because it will never be technically but it could be pretty close <laughs> <laughs> definitely and i think by you guys doing what you're doing you know continuing that continuing having that conversation that you were saying making it more and more casual and at the same time when people see you you know in their social media they're at the same time encouraged to go there so you have more players you're going to need more teams and then you build the lead and then it keeps growing they bring in their friends the other people like you guys did in uni you know you saw that you were saying with the petition of 10 or 15 girls now you have a full-on semi-professional football team this is a kind of the ripple effect and hopefully it keeps on growing and growing yeah and now you know something really interesting that i noticed when i was doing kind of my research uh i saw that you guys had an interview and in the coach uh in one of the interviews he said that one of the biggest struggles that he faced as a coach in the beginning was convincing the parents of the girls you know that this is something that they should take seriously and you know that it's okay for them to play football as girls and things like that and i'm sure that this is something that not just only the people on your team face but a lot of people so how did the test kind of deal with that or what was it like i like a hundred percent like to be honest i never had those conversations it was mainly the coach um with the parents because you know we didn't also want to make it a big deal in front of other girls but yeah i think it's just it's just like it was way different back then i feel like i'm talking about 10 years ago it's only a few years ago but it was still a bit different like and new to everyone and i think also like i don't know i think to speak about the parents i didn't have those conversations but i think the more we were playing the more we were kind of um out there and competing and the parents are seeing that we're you know participating in leagues and winning trophies and you know getting sponsored by nike like the more we kind of were involved parents just you know got convinced that it's it's being normalized and it's it's okay you know to let their girls play absolutely and now you know again like i was saying a lot of people are put in this position Right. So what would your advice be to young sportswomen that want to kind of break this norm, right, and take their sporting career to the next level or on a serious scale? And that doesn't necessarily mean doing it professionally. It would be doing it on a semi-professional level that you guys are doing. Yeah, I think, honestly, like Leonie FC is the best example to just show that if you really put your mind to something, um, it's possible to get it and um, or to reach it. And I think like for every girl out there who's kind of struggling, I think she should just um, like work really hard and chase her dreams because like the whole world is changing and everything is opening up. Um, and especially in the world of sports, I think like you start, like you started with the sentence, you're like sports is like, you know, unites us and it's for everyone. And I think it's really true because while in other places, things are more restrictive. I think in sports, you're always not that restricted because at the end of the day, your physical ability is what's gonna, you know, 
um, gets you to to compete or to go further. And I think the 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 harder you work, the more you have a chance. And who knows? Maybe you're gonna be like kind of an example to others, like Leonie FC is. Hopefully. Absolutely. You know, it takes one person to start doing that for others to see that it's possible and start doing it. And like you're saying, again, with sports, that's the thing. Like, if you train, then, you know, you will play. There is no secret recipe to it. This is yeah. why I, I say it's extremely in- inclusive. Like, you know, like everyone can train, right? It's not restricted to a gender. Everyone can just grab a football, just go to any football ground and train. Grab a bunch of cones from Carrefour, do whatever, and just train. You know, this is how it always starts. This is how it is. This is why yeah. I don't understand why, you know, some people try to limit it to, uh, you know, just one gender. Say, oh, no, football is a men's sport. Well, who said that? And at the same time, I think it's also because, like you were saying, men's football is greater on an economic scale because it's been there for longer. It's drawn the viewership. It's drawn the fan base. But at the same time, women's football has been growing. Like you were saying with the example of the um, Women's World Cup 2019, it had a lot of viewership. It had a lot of sponsors. There were a lot of eyes on it. And again, with brands like Nike supporting you guys, supporting other local teams, and the campaign, I think they had the... Uh, Sp- uh, they had a women's only campaign. It was really cool. I remember the video. Are you crazy or no? Uh, you, can't, it was you, can't the... you can't stop sports. The swimming one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The swimming one. That was that was so cool. And yeah. it was so. What I loved about it is that it wasn't just professional athletes, right? It was people like you, people like me, that just do sports because that's what they love, and they shouldn't be restricted to play sports for any reason, no matter what it is. You know, it's not just oh, like you're born this way, you can't play a sport. That's not how it works. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I agree with you. Yeah. Now, you know, the second uh, kind of uh, question that or topic that I like to talk about in this section is about mistakes. And now you guys have had a four-year journey and a very long journey. And I'm sure one, like we were saying, was filled with challenges. And again, with every journey comes mistakes. So what is a mistake that you guys made that, you know, you think people can learn from? Hmm, I'm going to have to think about this. Um, mistakes, mistakes. Hmm. You're going to have to give me a moment for that one. Take <laughs> um, all the time that you need. Because, like, we think of it more as, like, struggles, but not, like, mistakes. Because the struggles we talked about. Um, I mean, yeah, well, one mistake <laughs> uh, that I can think of is just that to, like, also from our side, we could have put certain rules or guidelines that would have made it um, seem a bit more serious because we never really had tryouts for new girls, which made it, I mean, I, I'm not really sure, but I think it made it just really easy for girls to come and go. And we keep struggling with numbers because, you know, people don't take it as seriously, whether it's lack of passion or, you know, just don't know what it is. So I think just we also should have really, um, given you know that we reach that level of seriousness and being sponsored and having a certain image in public we should have also kind of um, made those guidelines to make it seem like or to I don't know how to say it yeah to just make it seem like you know we are actually going a ser- serious way so we have to be super serious about it because as I said like after a while it just kind of started 
fading away. Um, and we're trying to implement this now, to be honest. So we learned from the mistake and uh, hopefully it's just going to be a, a bit more structured for the future. Definitely, because, you know, having that structure increases the commitment of people and and then it allows you guys to grow and keep spreading your message, right? Because you can't show up to a game with like three girls or something like that. You always yeah. need to have that commitment and like people, like you're saying, understand that, okay, you have commitments, you have other responsibilities, but at the same time, like we're taking this seriously, so you have to as well. Yeah. And now, you know, you guys have been on a four-year journey, like I've said a couple of times. And I'm sure when you started, you did not imagine it, like you were saying, becoming like this. So if you could go back in time, right, and speak to Dahlia that is right now at the some office at the university, talking to them, petitioning, like, we need to have a football team. We need to have a football team for women. What would you say to her? I would, I would literally say to her, like, don't even try with the university and just do your own thing. I wish we started earlier. I wish um, I wish we worked a little harder um, and maybe we would have been at a totally different level. But honestly, like other than that, I'm very happy with the way things went. And I'm sure, you know, the university has a football team, like a women's football team now, which actually started this semester I left, but I'm not mad. Um <laughs> uh so yeah i think like i think that's pretty much it like we just should have worked harder and started earlier and just done our own thing from the beginning because it was super worth it absolutely and like you're saying the the university does have a women's football team now and they're doing amazing stuff and they're, yeah, winning, they are. <laughs> they're winning tournaments they have well, a lot of people a lot of people show up to training they have a huge team so I, i'm pretty sure you were the catalyst behind this too so like you're inspiring people yeah, even sure. after you left <laughs> yeah i think it was honestly it was the the full like team of girls because there was one girl like she was she started the whole thing with me and we were training the girls together and after that you know um when i graduated i think she had another year to go so she actually joined that team and left us which is okay um because uh yeah like she she's even still like playing i think uh with other teams and i mean as a player she grew a lot and i'm very proud of her and i think just that's like that's the whole reason why we did this, you know, whether it's through our team or other teams or just as a player or as a person, you just grow through the sport or you get more confidence, confidence simply through the sport is just more than enough, um, you know, influence, which is I'm very happy about personally. I think like there's so many girls we touched like that we touched their lives. Is that a sentence? so many girls we <laughs> <It works. laughs> you know what i mean um but uh yeah and i think that's kind of the the best thing like it just the it's the best thing about this whole journey to be honest absolutely inspiring people to you know start their own journey and take it to the next level like you were just saying with this example it's worth much more than trophies and medals and all that stuff that are stuck in the cabinet somewhere right now yeah True. And now, you know, as we're getting closer to signing off, I usually like to end by talking about the future. So mm -hmm. what are some of the future goals that you have set for Leone FC? Like, what do you want it to be? Oh, my God. Ideally, if I would dream big, <laughs> it would be, I mean, like the coach and I have always wanted it to be like an academy 
like a girls only academy um you know for little girls you know to like teenagers to whatever if there is if the football scene is better at this time then maybe it can be like a club on its own but maybe that's a little far-fetched but an academy would be like ideal so that you know we can kind of implement this this like like normalizing women's football from a young age so that girls make it in football professionally inshallah so that's kind of i think the big big goal and as of the team right now i think for the coach and i our our main goal is just to um you know get get a fully committed team again and win the league and um that's yeah that's kind of the short term goal I'm sure you guys match all these goals, and I wish you all the best for them, especially the academy part. Just like you were saying, you know, <laughs> you gotta provide people with a venue to practice what they love, especially at a young age, so they can grow and hopefully, hopefully, become professionals. And then you can say that you made them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> inshallah, I really hope so. Now you know, I I usually save the last two questions to kind of give people an insight into yourself a bit more and how your perspective and take on things. So the first out of the two is how do you as Dahlia define success? Um, success. So I think I would define success as um, like just hard work kind of that whatever, like just not giving up and but not giving up while working hard that that's like the just i think the formula to success so if you work hard and really never give up in one way or another it always pays off um like i've seen it every single time without a doubt like if you work hard and you really never give up it takes sometimes it takes a week sometimes it takes two years but it always pays off and um even if you know you fail halfway through it's still kind of something that you learn from and um you know we also like at the very beginning we failed a lot trying to convince girls and trying to convince um you know you know getting the football ground at university to train and things like this those those are all like mini failures but look where we are now so it's just really a matter of not giving up and just working really hard um in the process so yeah that's the formula that's absolutely incredible and now you know for the last question how would you describe yourself in just three words myself yep (laughs) okay um well a dreamer hmm why do you have to make this so hard (laughs) (laughs) um Wow. I would make it one word, but I I stole it from another show, but and they were doing it one word, so I kind of had to add my own touch to it. Fine, fine. I get really shy when I talk about myself. Give me a moment. Um, I think um, persistent isn't too enough. <laughs> wait, wait. Um, I would say hard worker, but it's kind of it kind of goes together. And it's evident in all the work that you did. All three are there. Pretty much, yeah. 
And well, on that note, once again, Dahlia, thank you so much for joining me. Honestly, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on and to hear about all the amazing work they guys do. And thank you for inspiring the community. Thank you for being the ones that started, the ones that put it on the map for others to follow suit and to pursue their dreams as well. So thank you for that. And thank you for joining me again today. Thank you so much for having me, really. And I think talking about it again is also like re-inspiring me and re-motivating me to, you know, keep going. So thank you so much for this. Of course. And good luck with all of these goals that you set. And remember, you have to win the trophy now. You already said it. Yeah, you put, you sure. manifested it. You put it out there. I'll let you know when we do. <laughs> Once again, thank you for tuning in. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Ali or follow the podcast so you can know when the next episode is out.